Welcome to the Book Nook with Pastor Shay. Every week we're going to be reading a story together and talking about the ways that God shows up in the story and in our lives. Today's book is called When I Grow Up, written by Al Yankovic with illustrations by Wes Hargis. Now, my generation knows Al Yankovic as Weird Al Yankovic. He is a man who sings parodies of songs, um, but now he is writing some very lovely books. I hope you enjoy it. I waited so long for the hours to pass, but soon it was noon there in Mrs. Krupp's class. And Thursday at noon, as I'm sure you know well, is the time of the week when we do show and tell. And this week, the subject, so special to me, was when I grow up, what am I going to be? That's something I'd really been thinking about, and I just couldn't wait to let all those thoughts out. So when Miss Krupp said, who's ready to share, you can guess who was there with his hand in the air. I raised both my hands just as high as they go, and I bounced up and down, and then what do you know? Well, Mrs. Krupp picked me, yes, me, to go first. Oh, I was so happy I thought I would burst. I proudly stood up and began my oration, considering my choice for a future vocation. Ahem. Esteemed friends and colleagues and dear Mrs. Krupp, I know what I'm going to be when I'm grown up. Why, I'll be the greatest chef you've ever seen. The world will go crazy for my hot cuisine. I'll tantalize taste buds with my rigatoni, sautéed with black truffles and pickled bologna, surrounded by kumquats and candied pig's feet, topped with shrimp-flavored lollipops. Bon appetit! My walls will be filled with awards that I've gotten for toast on a stick, and my Twinkies all gratin. My kitchen will be the most famous in France, so make reservations 12 years in advance. There's no doubt about it, I'm certain you see. A world-renowned chef is what I'm going to be. That's very nice, Billy, sweet Mrs. Krupp said. Who wants to be next, maybe Susie or Fred? I said, hold the phone now, I haven't departed. Hang on to your seats, because I'm just getting started. See, maybe instead I could be a snail trainer. Man, that would be awesome. Why, that's a no-brainer. I'll teach all my snails to do really neat tricks. They'll play dead, roll over, and even fetch sticks. Of course, all the sticks will come back two years later. But working with snails? I mean, what could be greater? They'll do any stunt that I like. Holy moly! I'll train them to pedal a bike really slowly. Then jump I mean ooze, through a huge ring of fire and crawl at a snail's pace across a high wire, then finish by writing my name with their trails. That's right, I'll be Billy, the master of snails. Or else, maybe I'll be the lathe operator who makes the hydraulic torque wrench calibrator, which fine-tunes the wrench that's specifically made to retighten the nuts on the lateral blade that's directly beneath the main radial sockets inside cooling systems on X-14 rockets. And since this profession's as cool as can be, well, who would be better to do it than me? Say, here's an idea, perhaps just for laughs, 
I might make my living by milking giraffes. It's oh so cliche to get milk from a cow. And I bet all those cows need a break anyhow. Imagine me milking way up in the air. I'd use a tall ladder instead of a chair. What? Milking giraffes, Mrs. Krupp said. Oh, please, I countered. How else could we make giraffe cheese? Now, don't interrupt me. I'm not really through yet. There's still lots of stuff I'm planning to do yet. Because maybe I'll be a gorilla masseuse. Or an artist who sculpts out of chocolate mousse. Or a rodeo clown. Or a movie director. Or maybe a professional pickle inspector. Or big sumo wrestler or hedge fund investor or smelly pit-sniffing deodorant tester. Or I'll be an expert on nuclear fission, or else a foot model, or friendly mortician, or waiter, or skater, or master debater, or dinosaur dusty museum curator, or TV repairman, or sidewalk sign waver, or part-time assistant tarantula shaver. And that's about when Mrs. Krupp said, Now, Billy, please make up your mind. This is getting quite silly. Which one of these things are you going to choose? I shuffled around and I looked at my shoes. And finally I said, My great-grandfather Bob's been a whole lot of things, had a whole lot of jobs. A butcher, a barber, a bellman, a bouncer, a telephone psychic, and bingo announcer. You know what? He just turned 103, and he's still not quite sure what he wants to be. See, I'm only eight now, so frankly I'm hoping you're cut, you'll cut me some slack if I leave my options open. Let's just wait and find out what my future brings. Hey, I might have time to do all of those things. And then the bell rang, and we all went to lunch, and as I was sipping my pineapple punch, I pondered professions that I'd like to enter, like brave firefighter or crazy inventor. Or maybe, just maybe, now when I grow up, I could be a great teacher like dear Mrs. Krupp. Now it might not be immediately obvious why this is a book that we read during this time when we're discussing and playing with fear and anxiety. But there's a lot of fear and anxiety around jobs right now. Maybe adults in your life have been talking about it. Maybe one of the adults in your life has lost a job or has had to change jobs because everything's a little bit different right now. And maybe the jobs that they're doing don't look the way that they used to do. I mean, think about your teachers. Right now, if they're teaching online or they're teaching in the classroom with all of their gear on, their jobs look a lot different than they used to. And maybe, just maybe, you're picking up on that fear and anxiety. And that's okay. Even in the best of times, people have anxiety about the jobs they're going to do and fear about who they're going to be when they grow up. Even dear Mrs. Krupp, was really worried because our eight-year-old protagonist didn't know what he was going to be when he grew up. The point is, you don't have to know. None of us have to know. Not right now. And if we have a hundred ideas for a job we want to do, 
it's okay. It's good. In fact, God knows what we're going to do and has plans for where we're going to be. And those plans don't always have to look straightforward. They don't always have to be one thing because you're not one thing. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and give you a future. God is giving this message to the Israelites because they have been exiled in Babylon. Now, being exiled means being kicked out of your home. There's nothing more anxiety-ridden like not having a place to live or knowing where you're going to sleep at night. And God tells those people, don't be afraid. I know what's going to happen. Keep living your lives. I'll be there with you. And so God is telling you now, your parents, the adults who care for you, God knows the plans that he has for all of us. And God will be there with us each step of the way. In your mystery podcast boxes this week, you're going to find a magazine. Now, it's an old magazine, it's been read, and you're probably wondering, why did Pastor Shea send this to me? I want you to go through that magazine, and I want you to find pictures that pictures that make you feel excited, that make you wonder, pictures that give you ideas, and I want you to make a collage out of them. Now, these pictures can be pictures of what you'd like to be when you grow up. They can be pictures of where you'd like to go. They can be pictures of what you imagine and just make it into a big old picture and maybe share it with the adults in your life and tell them you know what none of us are just one thing or just one job we get to be a whole lot of things and not only is that okay it's good for God is with us through all of the things that we do and all of the ways that we are